What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hardworking Happy Hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna do some more of that. We start <laughs> every week. Every, every week. week it's what we do. Every week it's what we do. <sighs> Catherine. Sean. Do we have a exciting topic for today? Of course we do. Every we do? week we have a well, new yeah. and exciting topic. I just wanted to make sure that we're going to continue that. <laughs> and what do we have this week to talk about? This week we are going to get into time management. Time management, yeah. And we figured we would do this because last week we talked about that. It was one of my yeah. weaknesses. Yes. Uh, I said I was going to go on a time management journey of self-reflection and knowledge seeking yeah journeyness. I can't wait to hear how that's gone for you uh, in this past uh, yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've read two books on it. Yeah. In a week. Don't give away too much. I know. And I'm going <laughs> to, I'm still in the process of breaking it all down. So we're mm-hmm. going to kind of do that on the show, break down everything that I brought into my mind okay. about time management and uh, sift through it all. See what makes sense. Get and to do the you, bottom of it. yeah, do you have any, any bullet points or anything? I do. I am well prepared for this. How many do you have? I time managed pretty correct, pretty well, and I planned out this episode. How many? Yeah, how many? Eighteen. Why? Think, I'm just wondering if we're going to be able to manage, oh, manage to fit time. it in the time oh, to talk about them. That's all. a great question. So that's we'll a see. great question. We'll see. I think so. Uh, how was your week? It was good. Okay. It was, uh, you know, hot. It was. I feel like we keep saying that. Yeah. Kind of boring, but uh, no, it was good. It was a good week? We actually started on a new job site for one day. Oh, yeah, we did. I was like, <laughs> wait, is this some sort of sick joke? No, we've been on this job forever. Uh, yeah, we got our footings installed for the next yeah. project. So, so that was a nice change of scenery. Yeah, there is have a, nice new- a, a, new, a new job on the horizon. Yeah. Finally, nice. finally, we're, we're, we're so close to wrapping this huge project up. Yeah. And it's turning out awesome. We're having it lots is. of fun, yeah. but it's at that point of the project where it, you know, we're, we're ready it's to, to it's time to move it's on. Time we want to, wanna, we want to finish it where we've been there for so long and we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, well, how's your week? It's pretty good. I, I could really use, uh, one of these drinks that we got. Yeah, yeah. me too. Cause it, it was, a, it's a, every week at this point of the job is a long week. Yeah. So many little details to start wrapping up. Um, when you're kind of in the middle of the job, yep. you're doing like these big, like production kind of things like you're framing yeah. and the whole frame goes up in one day. Now it's like every day it looks like almost nothing's getting done, yeah. but so much is getting done. So it's just, uh, it's, it's draining. It is. I'll say I that. Agree. I agree. So I think we earned these. I agree. And what do you think? I'm excited for these. Yeah. You got... Faux pas. Faux pas. Lemon and mint vodka soda. Yeah, I thought interesting lemon combo. and mint sounded interesting. Um, I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's not something I would normally pick for sure. But last week we had that gin and apple whatever. It was delicious. Yeah. Cheers. Are these tiny cans? Cheers. I think they or are. our hands <laughs> just getting really giant? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We're getting big construction people hands. Uh, <laughs> they seem kind of small. Interesting. Interesting flavor. Tastes like vodka. <laughs> Big time. Big time it tastes like vodka. It does, in fact, vodka. taste like vodka. Uh, okay. Hey, not too bad. 
Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry, I just have to read this. This reflect refreshing vodka soda contains hints of crisp mint and Meyer lemon. Secondary flavors of rage texting the ex who ghosted you add a layer of complexity. Okay. They're getting real sassy with these cans. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it says best served cold, like a K text. That is pretty oh, cold is pretty when you cold. get one of those. That is pretty cold. Um, Cold-blooded. Probably the only the only thing more cold than that is just a just a plain old thumbs up. Yep, I feel like that's like a boomer move, though. It might be, My yeah. dad does that all the time, and I'm always like, what? Yeah, this isn't even worthy of any response. <laughs> just a thumbs up. Give him a whole paragraph, and it's just a thumbs up. That's, yep. That is cold-hearted. Yeah. You know what? Hmm. They're later on in their lives, they're, they need a more highly prioritized time management. True. They're managing that their time. So uh, I think that we don't have a lot of time to waste here. We need to get right into it. <sighs> Let's get into it. Let's get into all it. All right. Okay, so let's start off by hearing about your journey. I want to hear about all this. Okay. You really went on a journey this week. <laughs> I did. I felt like it was like one of those spirit journeys uh-huh. uh, where you like do peyote and you find your spirit animal. It was like that. It felt, I, I haven't done that, <laughs> but uh, it felt like that. It was okay. a journey. So as soon as we got done the podcast last week, I searched time management books. Uh-huh. I downloaded one. Again, doing audiobooks. Right. So that I can manage my time. I don't have a lot of time to read. I can I couldn't read two books in one week. So um, got one. It had like 4,000 really good reviews. It was really popular. So I was like, okay, mm. this one must be good. And it's called 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for Mortals. Uh-huh. So I was like, this is going to be great. It's going to give me all kinds of tips and tricks and hacks to unlock my life. It was actually the, the opposite. Yeah. I was not expecting it. It was like a philosophical thriller. <laughs> and it's written by a writer who formerly wrote a productivity time management column. He was like mm. real into all these techniques and, you know, all the all this kind of strategy to manage your time better. And what he found was at the end of all that, it's kind of futile. So his life mission was to become like productive and have good time management and then he wrote a book about how yeah don't even worry about it kind of yeah and i kept <laughs> thinking that it was going to get to the point where it was like okay now that we got all of this stuff out of the way how it's kind of pointless and the more productive you are the more just kind of gets piled onto your plate mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff and like you're on this never-ending rat race wheel of productivity but more stuff just keeps keeps getting piled on you yeah. can never truly keep up with it um which I did see a little bit of value in that. Like you need to have the mindset that doing everything that you want to accomplish in your life is just simply not possible. Like you can't have Mm -hmm. 50 different things that you want to accomplish and think that that's realistic to do. So you need to prioritize, but it was a bit of a downer. Yeah. Bit of a downer. And the whole premise is that an average lifespan is 4,000 weeks. Which mm-hmm. when you think about it, and I did this to you yeah. right after I started reading, I was like, how many weeks do you think the average lifespan is? Don't think about it too much. Just throw out a number. And you said 10,000. Uh-huh. Which seems, I don't know. I never thought about it that way. But 4,000 seems kind of like not a lot. Yeah. We only have 4,000. Like, we've already done 32 episodes of this podcast. It's weekly. Yeah. Seems like it's going to go by <laughs> fast. Oh, no. We're running out of time. Well, this just got dark. Yeah. Sad. So... I, but I felt like that was a, 
it was a good one to start with because it kind of put me in the mindset like, okay, the rest of like most of the other books out there are just like 15 hacks to unlock your time or yeah. whatever it is. And the book I am just about done is called like 15 time management habits or something like that. And essentially it's like all these like little tricks, like it's not super realistic, but I was able to glean, I guess a few common threads that I think um, are key to time management. Yeah. So. All right. Do you want me to, do you want me to say what they are right uh, off the bat? Do you want to just rattle them off? No, let's go one by one. One by one? Okay. Yeah. So, well, another very interesting thing that I uh, heard in one of the books was a quote from Warren Buffett, apparently. And the story is his pilot or driver or somebody was like, what is the key to achieving your dreams? And Warren Buffett apparently said, write down the 25 things that are most mm-hmm. important to you in your life that you want to accomplish. Prioritize them in order from one to 25 and then build your daily habits around achieving those top five. And mm-hmm. then when you hear that, you're like, oh, okay. And then like, you'll kind of just get to the rest of them later, right? Wrong. You want to actively avoid those other 20 things because they're not important enough to be in the top five, but they are enticing enough to distract you from the top five things that are really important. You can't accomplish everything. So the things that are like semi-intriguing that somewhat pique your interest, those are the things that you need to vehemently, vehemently, what's that word? Vehemently? Vehemently. Yeah, that's, (laughs) that's a good word. You want to avoid those. Yeah, yeah. Was that one of those words that you've just, you've seen it written down and you didn't? I don't know if I've ever spoke it out loud. Yeah. Vehemently. I do that with a lot of words where I just see it written down and then I'm like, I don't really know how to say that. Yeah. Well, now it's in my repertoire. There you go. Vehemently. That word I know. Yeah. Repertoire. Oh, actually, before we move on, I did want to have a little bit of a uh, corrections corner because last week uh, when we were talking about the jack of all trades quote. Yeah. I said that Shakespeare said it. It wasn't him that said it. It was said about Shakespeare. So just wanted to put that, you know, I wanted to correct myself. And also two weeks ago, I said Zanzibar was uh, (sighs) landlocked. It is the exact opposite. It is an island. So it's waterlocked. It's waterlocked. So just a quick correction corner. I needed to correct myself. And you just said a quote. So it sparked my my brain. Okay. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. Has that been weighing on you all this time? It has. Yeah. I don't like being wrong. I feel better. I do. I feel like like a bird. I I came clean on on my mistakes and uh, now I'm ready to move forward. Perfect. Good. (laughs) All right. Let's continue with this episode, I guess. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I thought that that quote was really interesting because I never looked at it that way that you think of kind of the things that aren't like you think the obvious distractions like. Mm -hmm your phone, social media, like TV, all these like really trivial things that you would admit to yourself. Like these things aren't super important, but I spend so much time wasting into these things. But I never thought about it. Like what about those? If you were to have those top 25 priorities in your life, those like six to 25 priorities, like those are still things that you would look at and say, wow, I would really like to achieve this. Yeah. And those are the things that are going to be the biggest distraction from the top five because they are kind of exhilarating and exciting and they do speak to your passions a little bit. Yeah. 
but you have to say no to some things that are somewhat intriguing to really achieve those top five things. So I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty good. Yeah. I love that. And uh, when you told me that, I, I was like, oh, I, like, that actually makes a lot of sense because we all, like, I feel like anybody who's listening to, like, a podcast like this is big dreamers. So yeah. you are, you are going to have all these goals and all these ideas floating around. Um, and if you aren't good with time management or you aren't good with, like, keeping things straight and you just have all of these balls up in the air, it's easy to be, like, to lose focus on the things that actually matter. So yeah, I really like that. Yeah, I think, you know... Maybe it's something we write down on our on a quote board. Oh, yeah. You know, speaking of which, we really fell off of that. We have a quote yeah. board in the van, and uh hasn't been a quote on it in a while. Yeah. Many months. We need to get back on that. Yeah. The problem was there was also, there's a hanging plant next to it, and when we would drive, the hanging plant yeah. would erase the quote. Yeah. But there's no excuse now because the van hasn't moved in like two months. Yeah. It's been stationary and the battery's <laughs> dead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... To piggyback off of that, prioritization is like such a huge thing with time management. And I, I saw something earlier that said, um, like when you're just like that is more for like big picture things and goals and dreams. But if you're yeah. just trying to get yourself right with like today or this week, mm-hmm. you need to categorize things into f- four categories. Do now, schedule for later, delegate and delete. So if you like look at a task and it doesn't, if it's important and it's pressing, you need to do that right now. If it's important, but the timeline is not as pressing, yep. schedule for later. Don't just say, I'll do it later. Think of when you're actually going to do it later. Mm-hmm. Um, delegate. If it's important, but not that you do it, try and find somebody else to do it if you have the ability to do that. Yeah. And then if it's just not important, then... Delete it. Don't even worry about it. Love so, that. Yeah. I like that one too. I think it's a. it's just a good way of like evaluating the things that come up in real time. Mm-hmm. Like I think at least I don't spend a lot of time thinking about each task and like prioritizing it and categorizing it. Like yeah. this is important and urgent. I need to take care of this now. Um, but that can be super helpful because it can, if you have a to-do list, it can prioritize it for you. So you do accomplish the things that are important and time sensitive yeah so but if you have a job where things are just constantly being thrown at you and you don't have that then everything's going to feel important because when you're already in a sense of like stress like okay i have so much to do and someone's like okay can you do this thing it's just adding on to your stress everything is going to feel important in that moment so if you don't evaluate each thing as it comes in and categorize it properly within your brain or your to-do list you're going to get lost in the sauce because it's like you just feel overwhelmed yeah. So I can relate I know, to that. Yeah. And I know I can relate things to get that. distracting and that's hard to, you know, to st- step back and take a bright, like a break or a breather and realize what's important and what's not. But that's true. Are you speaking in general terms or are you, are you speaking, <laughs> speaking directly, directly to me? To you. It's like you're speaking <laughs> into my soul right now. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, that's true. I, in my brain, I'm thinking of you as an example, working <laughs> in a van with you. I feel like I know your habits pretty well. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something a lot of people can relate to, especially like a business owner who does juggle a million different things. Yeah. You're already in that state of being stressed and feeling overwhelmed. Any little thing that's added onto your plate is going to feel like added stress. Oh my gosh, I have to do this right now. I have to get everything done. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, a good way to look at things like, okay, 
is this actually really important that I do this right now? Is it so important that I should stop what I'm doing in this moment to go do it? Yeah, that's, and I think another thing to like the flip side of that, one of the techniques is the touch it once method or something like that. Mm-hmm. That sounds a little weird, but the one touch method, I don't know. I forget what it's <laughs> called exactly, but um, anything that comes across, like say an email comes in, mm-hmm. I think I'm in the habit of checking my email a lot, but in times where I'm not sitting down to be in a position to respond to anything. Yeah. So it's like, oh, look at this email. Sometimes I'll just see that it comes in. I'll read the subject and I'll be like, okay, I'll open it later and read the rest of it. Sometimes I'll open it, read it. And I'll be like, ah, I'll respond later. Yeah. Um, really what I should do is set aside time where it's like, okay, I'm sitting down. I can review my email, look at it and then just touch it once. Yeah. Open it. It's fresh on my mind. It'll probably take less than like two minutes to respond to it. And then it's completely off my plate. I am very guilty of putting things off like, oh, okay, I'll respond to that a little later. Yeah. Guess what happens? I'm going to guess you forget about it. I forget about (laughs) it. I do because there is just a whirlwind of chaos in my brain usually. Yeah. So it gets, as you say, lost in the sauce. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. It's drenched in barbecue sauce of my brain. Yeah. So. uh, I do that with text messages all the time. Oh, yeah. I read them and I'm like, I'll definitely remember to respond to this. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to respond in like two minutes. Yeah. And then it's just like. Or it's like, I convince myself that I need to think about a response for a minute. Yeah. I am. (laughs) I am really, really bad at that. Um, But a lot of times, especially if it's like in my personal life, other guys don't care at all. They're just like, yeah. oh, he must be busy or something. He didn't text me back. Oh, well, if I really need to, I'll just keep pestering him or I'll, you know, call him a hundred times. Yeah. Girls, though, they're like, <laughs> oh, my God, I didn't get a response. They must hate me now. My best <laughs> friend must hate me. Um, so that must be hard to manage. Uh, the expectations are yeah. just different, I think. I would say, yeah, personally, yeah. Yeah. But I think I've just conditioned my friends to know that they're, they're just going to have to <laughs> yeah. double text me. Yeah. And especially if you text me while I'm at work, I'm obviously checking my phone for work things and then I'll see it. And then I'm like, okay, I'll respond to this when I get done. Yep. So. Cause your boss might be peering over your shoulder. Like, exactly. is that work related? <laughs> exactly. You're stealing company time right now, Catherine. <laughs> that is theft. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah. All right. Well, prioritization. Tip number one. We covered Love it. Love that. We're good. Yeah. Um, do you have any, did you want to, did you have anything you learned you want to go over? Well, uh, I haven't really implemented a lot of this stuff, so I'm still in the mode of like bouncing around ideas. Okay. Um, one thing that, uh, I did think was very interesting that was in the first book about like this culture of squeezing every bit of productivity out of the time that you have was the invention of the clock because that is when and it was like somewhere around the industrial revolution where factory owners started paying people by the hour and then it was like i have basically purchased this hour from you i own this hour of your life and that's when this uh obsession with trying to hyper you know, make everything hyper efficient and productivity, like pull every bit of productivity out of an employee. Uh, I thought that was interesting because before there was 
you know, these time segments of hours, like you're going to get paid by the hour. Um, it was a little bit more lax, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Something to think about, but it's interesting to think like where do these, where are these, where do these things start? Yeah. That's interesting to think about. And I, yeah. I feel like just something to think about since the pandemic and people like working from home, I feel like there's been a, which, you know, as trades people, it's not really an option to work from home, but I think yeah. that like there's been kind of a culture shift around that thinking where, um, you're, if you're, if you're a salary employee, it's not really important that you're there or clocked in or working or whatever from yeah. nine to five. It's not important that your body is there in front of whatever you're doing for that period the task is what is important. So if you do that thing and it only took you six hours as opposed to eight hours, that thing still got done either way. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's interesting to see where things will head after this. Yeah, it is. I think a lot of business owners that have gotten pushed to remote are like a little bit leery. Like they feel like they don't have any control over the employee's time. Mm -hmm. Like they're not, they can't be sure that, the person's working the whole time. So I think it can be difficult, but then it prioritizes the actual work, the task that's yeah. getting completed, like the meaningful work, not just a body sitting in an office. And it's also a huge savings to not have a huge amount of office space to have all these people. So um, it will be, it will be interesting to see how this plays out in the next couple of years. Yeah. So something about something about, yeah. What else you got? All right. So what I was thinking would be a fun exercise for you, a person who does want to work on time management. And I, I, I actually would like to do this too. Okay. Um, do do like a realistic audit of what actually takes up your time. Like sit down, yeah. do an actual audit. Like think of it like a budget where you like plan out a budget and what takes up what chunk of money. Like time is money. So think of your time as what actually takes up certain chunks. Yeah. And I think that... I've done this before and it's always surprising like what actually takes up most of your time. Yeah. It's a lot of nothingness. Just vague <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I feel like if, if we sat down like with the email thing, I feel like emails or our phones or because so much of what we do is on social media, it's all so at our fingertips at any second. It's so distracting. But yeah. if we actually sat down and we're like, okay, this hour we're going to spend on Instagram content or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, I think we'd be really surprised with where we could come, come up with some time. Yeah, for sure. I think time blocking mm -hmm. is an interesting, uh, aspect of time management or technique or strategy or method, whatever you want to say, uh, of scheduling out time blocks for specific tasks. So instead of responding to a comment on Instagram and then, uh, you know, opening up your computer and sending out an email and then trying to work on editing a clip and then order materials for the next job, like really scheduling out these time blocks. So one, it takes like that mental energy out of it. Like you don't have to sit there and say, okay, what am I going to do next? It's like, mm -hmm. this is my time scheduled to do this one thing. You can just I think I expend a lot of energy thinking, okay, what should I do next? Yeah. You know? And I think different people uh, struggle with that more or less. I just get distracted very easily. So it's, I think that would be something that would be really interesting to try out. Try time blocking and uh, see how it works. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. Because I, I do the same thing where I'm like, 
Okay. I know I was working on like five different things. Yep. What should I do next? Yeah. You might... Is ADHD contagious? <laughs> I caught it. I think you might have you caught it. You did say in the last episode that the people work with you take on your personality. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, no. So maybe maybe we should... Maybe the van should be a time block area. Time block space. Time block space, yeah. Okay, yeah. So... I think there's a lot of ways we could get more efficient with our time. So I think that that's... I think so, too. Worth a shot. We yeah. should try it. I think we should definitely try it. And I think... This is obviously something that is going to take a lot of time, a lot of trial and error. And there's so many different techniques for it that you don't implement all of them. You kind of find which ones work for you, which ones you find the most valuable. And you just like throw it up at the wall and see what sticks. So I think this can be like kind of an ongoing thing that we try out different ways. I think we can, me especially, manage my time better. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to try these things out in the future and report back to everybody which ones are working, which one are, uh, you know, increasing productivity. Yeah. And which ones are relieving stress. Yeah. That's such a good point about like, it's, it's kind of, it's important to be honest with yourself about how you personally do things. Because like one of the tips that I found was um, like, if you're sitting down and trying to do like a concentrated task where you're just, you just need to like nose to the grindstone, get it done. um, Either put a clock in front of you or don't put a clock in front of you. So either like <laughs> if you are the kind of person who just gets lost in time and you like two hours go by and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know, put a clock in front of you so you can watch the time. Yeah. But if you're the kind of person that, that would find that incredibly distracting, like I, I'm just watching every second go by, Hide your then clock. make sure that you put your clock away. Yeah. So it's so important to like really be realistic about what you will actually find helpful and what you don't because everybody's different. Everybody, not, a, not, of these, yeah. not a lot of these are going to work for everybody. So, And a lot of them are contradictory like that. Right, like that. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Either put a clock in front of you or, or don't. Don't. Yeah. One <laughs> or the other, though. One, yeah, do, don't like do one have or the half other. a clock. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think they they require a lot of trial and error and see which ones kind of feel right. But yeah. uh, I do feel like um, the best one of the best things that I've found is just thinking about it like these daily habits, Mm -hmm. you know, like we are, we are one week into August. We have achieved all three of our goals every day so far. And we're probably what, like we're on maybe our fifth month of the sticker chart. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I think something like that. Previously reading every day, doing 15 minutes of meditation and working out for a half hour. I didn't think that I could routinely fit that into my life. Yeah. Here we are. We're doing it. That's true. And now it feels like I'm missing out on something if I miss it. Like I feel bad. I don't have as much energy. So yeah, it really is just little habits that you can kind of build on. Build them into your day. Is that what was next? (laughs) That was was on there. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It it, it basically just healthy habits build other healthy habits. So they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that we kind of talked about before. Like I find that when I am in a routine of working out, it automatically makes me eat better. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I just worked out. So like I'm not going to have a bag of potato chips. I'm going to have a protein shake because I just worked out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I feel like since um, we were both waking up at 5 a.m. Now we upped it to 4.45 a.m. 
I feel like even just that 15 minutes has made such a huge difference where I feel like I have so much more time in the morning. Yeah. And because I feel like that, I don't have, I'm not rushed. And then I don't, when I wake up late and I feel rushed and I'm like rushing to get to work, the whole day is just off and it feels like it's just, yeah. everything is rushed. But if you start your day off with these healthy habits, we do the, all of our things and then we wake, you know, wake up early, do all of those things, then kind of go to work. It, like, yeah, it makes you feel better about the day and you've already yeah. made all these healthy choices. So then you just keep on going. Might as well continue it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a inertia. Yeah. You have that forward momentum of positivity and it works out pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that we kind of deserve a little pat on the back because we have been, we've been doing really good <laughs> on our goals, on our sticker chart. Yeah. Um, and it, it feels good. It does. It does. It feels really good. I, I'm, I'm proud of us. Yeah. I yeah. think we've made a lot of progress. I think we have. And it doesn't feel like, I feel like with the sticker chart, it's helping me just appreciate the journey. Like it's just a day-to-day thing. It's not yeah. like, it's not so results driven because this is something that I want to incorporate and continue to do for a long time. Yeah. Like a, like a lifestyle. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're going to be in our 60s. I'll call you. Sean, did you get three yeah. stickers today? How many stickers? Three. Okay. Good job. Good job. Good job. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope I'm still doing these things. Yeah, me too. You know, I don't know it seems kind of crazy to think about, but uh, <laughs> also it, we are one week into our new alarm clock app. Yeah. Life changing. Really I think it is. It really is. Uh, it is though. We we changed it to 445. <laughs> <laughs> I switched it to. I forget if last week, right out of the gate, I was doing squats. Yeah, you were doing okay. squats, you said. Um, you changed yours to squats. I did. Yeah. <laughs> we're both waking up at 445. And yesterday, I, as I was doing my 20 <laughs> squats to disarm the alarm clock, I was like, Catherine right now is also doing squats <laughs> at the exact same time. This just seems weird. Um, yeah. So, and then you said that, and then this morning I thought about that yeah. as I was doing this. Yeah, it's kind of, because so. it's an odd feeling to be doing squats at 4.45 in the morning <laughs> yeah. when you are like standing next to your bed, your spouse <laughs> is sleeping, and you are just doing squats. Squatting away, yeah. 20 squats. <laughs> Did you set it to 20? It's 20, yeah. 20, yeah. So, anyway, it's working great. I it freaking is. love that app. I Alarmy. do. I, I feel like it's a, uh, it's a shift. Oh, yeah. I will say today I'm a bit tired, and I think it might be because of the early wake-ups, but, I, you know, I just, just got to get used to it. That's just your body cleansing all of the... All of the weakness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could be. It definitely could be that. Yep. All right, so let's see another tip. Yeah. Um, think of... Oh, this is a good one. Instead of... <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of the tasks that people do... People think of like, okay, I'll make a, today I'm going to sit down and make a to-do list, yeah. which is great. To-do lists are great if they work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it's kind of, it's healthier to think of it as a week, like a full week rather than just day by day. Um, so something that I like to do in the big, beginning of the week, like on a Monday morning or a Sunday night before I go to bed, like think of the week ahead, think of the things that I have to do. Um, and if you take, take it as like a week chunk and all the things you have to do, it's a good opportunity, excuse me, for you to go through and dedicate those roles to your, to your items. Like, do I, can I delegate this to somebody else? Yeah. Is this really that important? If you have like appointments, 
it helps keep things top of mind so you're not missing appointments or whatever. Um, so I, I like doing that. Is it? Do you, you don't do that, do you? Uh, not yet. Not but, yet. Uh, that we'll is, do it sometimes in the van where we'll sit down and... Yeah, we'll, we'll plan out the week a little bit, like kind of put our our top objectives on the board. I think for me, like a daily check-in mm-hmm. works better, like writing out a daily list. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't found that like sweet spot of how many things to put on the list. Yeah. Uh, I've tried it where there's just so many, you read so many different things. Like some people are like, write down on your list, wake up. You can cross it right off because you're already awake, <laughs> like you know, and that that gets you going. That yeah. that you feel that little win. Uh, I think that's kind of pointless, but I think that it would do me really well to write down maybe the top five priorities for the day. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a task, but it can be like think about this thing. Do uh, I want to set aside? a half hour for uh, a brainstorming session or something like that. So it, it doesn't have to be send this email or like really like a production kind of thing. It can mm-hmm. be just scheduling kind of time off to think about other stuff, big picture stuff or, or whatever you need to do. But having that, I think that kind of helps me. So mm. I think that's one of the things moving forward. I want to stick to more yeah. either the night before my theory on that is if you write down your priorities for the next day, the night before, they kind of get burned into your mind while you're sleeping. Mm. I haven't tested that one yet, but <laughs> it just seemed like a good idea. Okay. Um, and then you wake up, you've already written those things down. You already kind of know. You don't have to spend that energy in the morning like, okay, what are the five things I need to do today? Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe try it out both ways, but I think okay. that is... Probably my number one thing I want to try to do for time management and productivity uh, is write down that that top five top five priority list. Daily. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel the opposite. I feel like if I don't do a super detailed to do list, yep. then things are just my brain like views it as ambiguous and then it's not important. Okay. So different ways of thinking. Different ways, and that's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. Different brains. Yeah. You want to have a well-rounded team that you don't want to have everybody that thinks the same as you. Exactly. It's not going to work out. You don't want well-rounded people. You want well-rounded teams. Yes. We talked about that last week. We did. We did. I'm going to have another one of these faux pas. I'm starting to like it more. Uh, yeah. They're, I feel like as... I don't know if it's because it's getting warmer as I'm getting to the bottom of it, but uh, it feels like it's getting stronger. Like it's tasting stronger. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know what that is, but... I don't know. Maybe you got to shake it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, another thing. Eat the frog. Have you heard? Were you going to say that? Yeah, I feel like there. there's only so there's many only of these so hacks many. out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like that. Should we, should we tell people what it is or just assume yeah. that everybody knows what it is? I feel like most people have heard it, but... I yeah. had heard it, but... You didn't know it what was it was just... I think it was actually this morning on my way in... Um, they talked about that in the book that I'm listening to. Yeah. I'd heard it. I didn't know what it meant. I feel like oh. I've, I've heard it and it, you know, in one ear out the other. But I feel like it is one of those things. That's, it's just a good reminder. But eat, eat the frog means do the hard task first. It's a quote. Of, I think it was Mark Twain that said it, right? I don't know. I know if it's a book. It, oh, yeah. I think originally it was a Mark Twain quote where if yeah. you're, it's something along the lines of 
if your job is if your job is to eat eat a frog, eat it first thing in the morning. If your job is to eat two frogs, eat the bigger one first. Something along those lines. But it's huh. basically like do, do the, the hard hardest thing. thing. Yeah. That thing that you're really not looking forward to. That thing that seems overwhelming or tedious or whatever. Yeah. Just do it first, get it out of the way, and then the rest of the day will seem easy because you already did that hard thing. What if you love the taste of frogs? That's a good question. Then you're well suited for that position. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that is a really good thing that we probably... See, it's, it's weird for me because the things that are the easiest for me to put off are the important like high priority stuff, but they're not necessarily like hard things to do. It's just, I, I don't like doing them. It's yeah. just like, well, that still counts. Yeah. It's, it's just like making you. that like one phone call to, yeah. you know, s- figure something out on a delivery date or something like that. Just like stuff that I don't know. There's like a lot of resistance within my mind. I'm like, ah, I can get to that in a little bit. And, uh, so I think that that could, maybe what I'll do is, I'll, I'll do my top five priorities. I'll write them in order. The thing I least want to do, I'll put <laughs> first. That's a good idea. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that it's just a good reminder. I think because I like it's true when I do that, it yeah. is so much easier. The, the rest of the day is fine. If you have something in your brain that you're like, that's just looming over your shoulder. Like, I don't want to do it, but I know I have to. It's such a bad feeling, but that's like yeah. human nature to put things off that you don't want to do. So it is. It's a good reminder. It's my human nature for sure. Yeah. I think especially if it's something that like is a deadline thing mm-hmm. that you know is coming up that you're definitely like good. Like it's not something that is like mildly important. Like it's something you're definitely going to do, but you just keep putting it off to the last minute. Like mm-hmm. then it really is looming over you. Just get it out of the way. Yeah. Get it out of the way in the morning. It's done. It's not weighing on your brain and just the fact that that thing is undone most of the day makes everything else harder because yeah. that's just like looming over you. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of things that we need to write down on our, on our board. <laughs> yeah. Eat the frog. Eat the frog. Eat the frog. That, I like that. Another one of these hacks that people keep saying is like, if that thing, if you have something due on Friday, make your personal deadline to have it done by Thursday. Yeah. And I was like, that's so like, Sure, that's great. Yeah. So few people live like that. Like I would feel like that's like not a realistic thing. Yeah, I like, agree. Like it, it is in some certain like some circumstances, of course, like you get that thing done, but but then but you like, you know that the real deadline is Friday. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like if somebody tricked you into thinking yeah. But then it would kind of be the same thing. Your your life would just be one day ahead of what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so that is. I feel like you're either that kind of person or you're not. I feel like that that one's a hard one to like switch who you are. I agree. But one thing that we have done is typically I would be editing videos like doing most of the editing the day that it gets uploaded and like finishing the edit at 4 p.m. Uploading it at 430 and doing everything like super last minute. Yeah. We tried to make a priority of having more time to just like take our time on the edit, watch it a couple times, make changes and get it done earlier. And even though I just finished it today, it's going up tomorrow. That's still like we're still further 
we're ahead of schedule as compared to even a month ago. Yeah. So it did, we haven't necessarily achieved it. We would like to be done that Saturday video by Thursday, but yeah, you know, I still have a little bit more work to do on it tonight, but it's helped. Yeah. It's helped a little bit. Yeah. Something I mean, to think about. It's, it's a good theory. I like it. And I like in some, in some circumstances, I feel like it could definitely work, but yeah. In others, I'm, I feel like it's just not, not realistic. But. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got another, th- I got another thing. Okay. I got another thing. And that is something that we have also mentioned before saying no. Oh, is that on your list? It's though? on my list. Don't overcommit. <laughs> Don't overcommit. Um, and something that I hadn't thought about again was in one of these books. Every time you say yes to something, you are saying no to everything else. Yeah. So you might think that you're missing out on something by saying no to a specific thing. But by saying yes to anything, you're saying no to everything else. Kind of meta. Yeah, that's kind of meta. But uh, I think that really comes back to what I like to say, a quote that I heard a couple years ago. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Yeah. I think that that's something that kind of sums that whole thing up for me. Yeah. It's not a hell yes, it's a no. Because if you're in the in the habit of just saying yes to everything, other people will control your schedule, your day, and eventually your life. Yeah. That's a good one. And I think... I'm going to get that tattooed like on my forehead. Yeah, you should. You, you think so? Should. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe cool. a neck tat. Yeah. Are they right still the cool? Side. Are they yeah. still popular? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> For the young kids. I'll, I'll blend right in with my gray hair and everything. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, whoa, what high school do you go to, dude? <laughs> um, Actually, when we went to... Um, Yesterday, our computers were overheating, so we had to go to Starbucks to work for a little bit. Yep. Uh, the guy who was the register guy. Yeah. He goes, oh, are you guys here to study? So he thought we were at least students. He probably thought I was like a, a middle-aged man returning to school. <laughs> <sighs> I took it as a compliment. I liked it. I said, thank you. No, we're working. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, none of your business, dude. I'm here to drink coffee and... The rest is not your business. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we do need to figure out <laughs> a climate control situation for our mobile office because it's been so hot, our computers stopped working. Yeah. Which kind of <laughs> puts us to uh, a bit of a halt. Yeah. And it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. Like, we're, we're dealing with a frustrating <laughs> thing that we can't get our work done, plus... It's so hot in it's there. So, yeah. So it's just like we're dealing with this frustrating issue <laughs> because it's so hot. And being tortured while and doing And it's so. so hot. Yeah. Uh, but saying no, I think that is a yeah. super important part of productivity because yeah. time is a super limited resource. And mm-hmm. like I said, when you say yes to things, you're really saying no to everything else that could potentially that you could do with that time. So yeah. And be um, careful of just saying ambiguous yeses to being, to taking things on. Like you don't want to just say, uh, yeah, that seems like a good opportunity. I'll take that on. Like really think about when that's going to fit into your day, how you're really going to make it work when you can schedule that thing. Yeah. And definitely. Don't, don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid to say no. Uh, but I will put a caveat to that. I think, especially when you're just getting started, I think it is kind of important to, to make sure you're saying yes to more things. I'm not saying don't say yes to things. I'm just saying, like, actually make yeah. a plan as to where you're going to put that in your day. Yeah. Yeah, that probably is it. 
Yeah, that probably is a good way. I look back at my my start, you know, maybe maybe in like a fondness because it it is where I came from. Yeah. But a lot of the, I said yes to like a lot of projects. I also said no to a lot, which we've been over, but. I said yes to a lot of projects and opportunities just to get that experience, even if I didn't really feel like I was ready for it. Yeah. But I thought that it was important for me to just say yes, get that experience, figure it out as I go. So um, a little bit of a, of a balancing act there, maybe. Yeah. But then once you, once, once you kind of hone in on what your passion is, what your vision is, then I feel like it's more important to say no to a lot more things. Yeah. Did that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, I do, I I agree with you that you should, you should be saying yes and taking on experiences, but that doesn't mean that you still can't figure out maybe that maybe your time to do that is going to be midnight because that's the only time you have to do it. But you still need to think about like when you're going to fit in in, into your day or then you'll just forget about it. And then you're going to be that guy who like, yeah, ruined his opportunity. So yeah, true, true. Uh, I feel like it takes away a little bit of the fun when you don't have that like panic of yeah. like, oh my God, I've overcommitted to everything. Uh, maybe try that out for a little different bit. Techniques, <laughs> different know, techniques, you know, different yeah. techniques. Uh, no, that's a really good point. Even if you are like young, hungry, scrappy, like yeah. I'm going to take whatever comes my way. Make sure you do like plan it out. And that kind of leads into another thing that I'm sure is on your list. Scheduling. Yeah. Figure that's out where it fits into your day. Um, and I think that's something that I don't do nearly enough of is like yeah. plan out my day. Like, because when we, when we do that for certain things, like we plan out, we started doing a podcast. We planned out Friday afternoons to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's what we do on Friday. Yeah. I think we could have just as easily been like, okay, we're going to do a weekly podcast. Like when can we do it this week? Um, I'm not sure what we're doing. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll do it Thursday. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do it Saturday. Maybe we'll do it Friday. It's just like we've set aside Friday is Friday afternoon is the time for the podcast, and we stuck to it. Yeah. And it hasn't been that difficult because we know it's coming. Right. You know, we know. Okay, we're going to be leaving a little bit early today, so we need to get make sure all these important things are done before we leave. So that kind of that's kind of a vote for block scheduling there. Yeah. Maybe it works in this scenario. So. It does. Something to think about. We'll try it out more so, and we'll we'll report back. Okay. Um. Oh, one of the ones that I this is I feel like a lot of these things kind of you hear. This is one that I hadn't heard before. Um. But finding your productivity golden hour, like oh, everyone yeah. has, like some people work really well at night. Some people work really well in the first thing first thing in the morning. Um. So kind of do another internal audit where you like break your day into chunks and like. Maybe take a week, break your days into chunks and think about when you felt the most productive, when your body was energized and wanted to take on these tasks. Yeah. And then use that time for brainstorming or getting the, like knocking those things off your to-do list. And I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting to think about. Like, cause everyone has different, you know, bodily circadian rhythms or whatever. And everyone uh, does have different bodily functions (laughs) and all that. Yeah, exactly. So everyone has different times that they feel productive. Yeah. Do you find that, can you like recall, like just out of the blue, like think of a time that you feel like might be your golden hour? Mine feels different all the time. Like I don't think, yeah, I don't think that I'm reliably uh, 
concentrated or focused at any it's just all over the place it's all over the place yeah hmm. like i definitely get into zones where i feel very focused and um energized but i don't feel like at least uh thinking about it now that there is like a specific time each day i wonder if you tracked it though if you'd feel differently yeah maybe if you would see some sort of pattern yeah what do you have one do you think i feel like yeah like first thing in the morning like i if I do my, all of my things, my morning things, and then I have time to like sit down and think like, this is what I'm going to do for my day. Yeah. Like, right after that. Like, okay. Like nine to 11. Those are my, those are my prime two hours to do things. You know what? Yeah. Now that you say that, cause I feel like nine to 11, uh, a lot of, t- especially recently, so many days we've been like, oh my God, it's almost lunchtime. Yeah. And we've gotten a lot done yeah. because we're like kind of just put our heads down did the work that we needed to do and the time flies by really quick, but we've gotten a lot done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe that is something that we should, we should kind of evaluate and make sure that we're doing our most important tasks. Again, going back to that priority list of top five things, do those in our golden hour. Yeah. So I like that. I liked that too. That was a new one for me. So I liked that one. Another thing that I wanted to, I forgot to uh, kind of address when you said it about auditing your time. A big thing that I've seen in a lot of the time management stuff or other things that I've listened to with entrepreneurs or very productive people is they audit their time. And I've seen a lot of different people write down everything that they do in a given week. Like they just keep a log of all the tasks that that they do in a week. And then at the end of each week, they pick like, say three things or 15% of the tasks they did and pick those to uh, outsource or delegate. So Mm. every week they look at the things that either they enjoy the least, they're the worst at, uh, or are just kind of menial things that are distracting them from their main talents, delegate or um, outsource those things and then you can have more time for the things that are important to you or that you're best suited to. Won't you run, run out of things if each week you're getting rid of three things? Well, no, because then you're, you're just doing different things, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe. But then <laughs> maybe you're just like running at optimal efficiency and like you're just doing... And you don't have to do three things every week. Like if you get to a point where you're just doing the things that you really love and that you're the best suited to do. But I know me... I could probably do that for at least a year and still have work to do, you know? Yeah. Okay. So. I like the idea of that, though, like a weekly recap. See where you can find some wiggle room in your schedule. I think the hardest thing for me would be to log in real time, like, what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. You would have to, like, do it every couple hours. Like, okay, I did this, this, and this. Spent this much time. Um, yeah. That would be hard for me to track. Yeah, I wonder if there's a more efficient way to do that. I don't know. Maybe just keep like a notebook open next to whatever you're doing. Yep. Well, I mean, you, if you're sitting at a computer, that would work, but maybe not on the field. Just write like codes. Shorthand? Like, yeah, Develop like, your own secret language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. All right, something to think about. Yeah, something to think about. Um, all right, well, I mean, we're approaching our happy hour. Do we you have, are? Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, I have so much more. So much more. Yeah, we barely got to any of my 18 things. <laughs> we, we haven't implemented all the time management yeah. things yet, so that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Uh, another thing that I think 
falls in line with the auditing your time is once you do audit your time, if you can get into that habit, which I think I have just now decided I should give that a go Uh to audit my time, you will notice the Pareto principle. What's that? I think that's what it's called. (laughs) I kind of, I kind of, it's something like that, but it is the 80, 20 rule where 80% of your results typically come from 20% of your efforts. Mm -hmm. So if you're auditing your time or this obviously works in business with your financials and all of that stuff, but a lot of times you'll find that 80, 20 trade-off where 80% of the results are coming from 20% of the effort. So if you can isolate that 20%, and find that that is where you're getting the most, you know, that's where you're moving the needle. Mm-hmm. You can decide to do more of that 20% and cut out a lot of that 80% that really isn't producing results. So something to think about, but yeah, it requires you to be looking at all these things and auditing your time as you spend it. Yeah. So. All right. Well, the last thing I wanted to say is don't expect yourself to be perfect and be patient with yourself because. Yeah. Time management is hard and it's something that everybody struggles with a little bit. No one has it like completely figured out where they're just running at maximum efficiency all of the time. It's something that ebbs and flows in people's lives and it's something that's always to be worked on. So absolutely don't expect perfection, expect progress. Yeah. Is that the saying? I think it's an offshoot of a a saying. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we like. We don't strive for perfection. We strive for progress. Exactly. And I think at the root of all of this is trial and error. Yeah. You have to see 100%. what works for you. And the only way any of it's going to work, no matter what it is, is if you stick with it. So you find a way to incorporate these habits. I think it all comes back to habits. Like you have to find a way to incorporate it into your life. Um, so, yeah. Build on those habits. Yeah. Small habits. Big rewards. Big changes. I forget what it was. But I, it is trademarked as... Uh, we should definitely come out with a book. Especially the one book... At this book. point, it's just a quote book of all the random quotes we say. Yeah. They're just like slightly <laughs> slightly uh, butchered other people's quotes. that They're butchered just enough that they can be credited to us exactly. alone. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Interesting. All oh. right. What? Is that it? We done? Yeah, we're... Well... It's secret question time. Oh, no. Did you come? <laughs> I, th- I didn't know if you were like, you know what? Let's just plow right through this and forget about it. Not even mention it. Did you think of one? No, but it's your turn to go first. So it's my turn to go first. Yeah, you go first and then I'll think of one by the time it's my turn. Are you sure it's my turn first? Yep. <laughs> okay. Catherine. Yes. Um... Is it a surprise that I did not come up with a question <laughs> that I didn't think of one? Uh, no, I do. I do. Uh, I was thinking of one. I was thinking of two last week. So let me get to the other one that I didn't do. Okay. Okay. So here it is. If you could change one thing about the way that you were raised, what would it be? About the way that I was raised? Dang. Yeah. I mean, you pre- you have uh, what hell. I would say is like kind of an idyllic uh, <laughs> upbringing. Yeah. Very just quaint and uh, nice. Mm-hmm. What it would you change, nice, though? Yeah. Um, hmm. That's a good question. 
I wouldn't change much. I, I was very incredibly lucky with the way that I was raised. But um, I guess when I was when I was a kid, I was a big dreamer. I really mm -hmm. had lofty goals and um, some might say unrealistic goals. Really? Like I wanted to be like a professional singer and all sorts of things. Um, Catherine, it's a little unrealistic. So it's a bit unrealistic. Uh, but my parents were always like, they like let me know that that was unrealistic. They always said like, hmm. don't do that because it's, you know, just go to college. Stop thinking like that. Yeah. So, I guess that. I wish that I had parents who were like, not that I wish I had different parents. I love my parents. Yeah. I wish that my parents had been like, uh, they went on that journey of um, unrealistic goals with me. Yeah. They let, they let me flesh that out a little bit more. You wish they had a little bit more toxic positivity? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you can do my anything parents, you set your mind to. Exactly. You can. <laughs> I believe that. My parents are very down-to-earth people, so they, you know, I would be like, I'm going to be a famous singer, and they're gonna be, they were like, mm, no. Yeah. But, but I think it's only because they wanted the best for you. True. Yeah. But, but I was never going to be a person that was like, you know what? Not going to be held back. I should. Well, yeah. I kind of always just did what I wanted anyway. So. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, what about you? What do you wish was different? <sighs> um, I wish that uh, I feel like a lot of a lot of people were like really, really close with like their cousins and stuff growing up. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of cousins. Yeah. To begin with. You have like six zillion. Yeah. Uh, but especially like Sarah is like so close with some of her cousins and I'm pretty close with my cousins too, but uh, we didn't have that like, like we didn't live super close to each other. So we didn't have that um, like almost sibling relationship that a lot of people do. Yeah. So hmm, I guess I just have a small, I have a pretty small family. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's what I wish I had a, a bigger family with like more family engagements and uh, all that kind of stuff. Okay. You know, I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah. Bigger Something family. About. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My question. Yeah. What do you got? Um, what was your first and original dream job? And if you were able to drop everything right now and do that now, would you do it? Hmm. So from almost as young as I can remember. Um, you wanted to be a deck builder. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, actually. Uh, so the only other thing I can think of that I wanted to be was, uh, besides what I'm about to say, was a professional hockey player. Oh, yeah. And uh, every year the Flyers would have like a charity event at the Riverton Country Club mm -hmm. back in the day. And you could go up there and like as they like pass some of the holes, you can get autographs. So I got a Flyers jersey like autographed with all these like Hall of Famers on it, like Bernie yeah. Perrant and like all these people. Uh, and then right across the front, like in the middle, what did I do? Did my own signature. Because so I was like, oh, I'm going to be a professional <laughs> hockey player too. Aww. So I might as well put my own signature yeah. on this. Um, so I really had unwavering faith in myself even yeah. back then. But besides that, uh, I always wanted to be an architect. Okay. So I feel like it's 
pretty close yeah. to what I'm doing now. Yeah. And would I go ahead and do that now? Uh, I do wish that I was a licensed architect so I could just like design nice. whatever the heck I want and, yeah. you know, really know where we can push the boundaries of like design and, and structure. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say I would like to be an architect still, but my day-to-day life would look very similar to what it hmm. is now. Interesting. Okay. So maybe, I'll, hey, who knows? Maybe I'll go back to school. Or can, can you still do that whole fake degree thing? You know, like the whole like just kind of online, like online, like just kind of like you know print one out and it's like, yeah, this is. I went, yeah, to, yeah. I went to Harvard <laughs> Architecture School. They were famous. No, you got to do something really notable. So then colleges give you honorary degrees. Oh. You just got to get on that honorary degree. Okay. Tip. Yeah. I like that. Try that out. Okay, so uh, now you answer your own question. What was your first dream job? Was it was it being a professional singer? Um. It was either be a professional singer or be a veterinarian. I can't remember which one came first. Be a professional singing veterinarian. Yeah. See, that's something that like sounds like a ridiculous, like non-existent job. But now in the world of like TikTok. Yeah. You could be like the singing veterinarian. That and that's, could be like, a whole thing. That could be a thing. Yeah, that could be a whole thing. Have you seen the rapping chef? No. No? I haven't. He raps about recipes. It's, it's super, mm. super awesome. Yeah, I bet that could be entertaining. It's very entertaining, very creative. Um, the recipes look good. And he's rapping <laughs> about it the whole time. Like as he's doing it? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. But it's so like a produced have, thing. You have a shot. I have a shot yeah. at this. Okay. All right. I think you might need licensure to be a veterinarian. I'm going to do the honorary degree thing. I'm not going to. Yeah, I and don't I'm sure, like, go back to school. Your pets could sign a permission slip to, like, you know. That you don't have to be licensed. Mm-hmm. You can operate on them. Right, right, right. Because they trust you. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. All right. Well. I feel like we we managed our time really well into yeah. uh, still making sure we got in that squirrely part at the end. <laughs> uh, where we kind of get way we off topic. cannot miss that. Yeah, you're right. Can't miss that, that is squirrely <laughs> energy. Uh, you can try all these things in the world, but. Don't let it change who you are. Exactly. Still need to have that <laughs> essence of squirrely, uh, chaotic energy. You think next week we're gonna have another? We're gonna have another good topic. Should people tune back in? I I would say so. Yeah. I would say so as I well. Think it's and be what a do good you, one? What do you think they should do in the meantime? Uh, I don't know. Listen. Five star review. Oh, maybe. Five star reviews. Do you think yeah. they should? I was gonna say listen to back episodes, but that's even better. They can do that too. Five star review. Yeah, leave us a five star review. Uh. I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but we are doing this completely pro bono. <laughs> we are missing hours of work yeah. and have bought thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Uh, <laughs> but we're having a really good time and we love uh, sharing whatever knowledge or conversations that we have yeah. about stuff. So uh, let us know what you think. Exactly. Until next time, it's been the hardworking happy hour. See you next week. <laughs>